Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Oh, it's been a rough day if you're a fan of the United States. Gab, what are you drinking? Um, I have finished a bottle of Merlot since the second half of the game started. Okay. So I'm currently drinking water because I don't want to feel like I drink a whole bottle of wine tomorrow morning. Yeah, so. that's probably fair. Yeah. What are What are you enjoying? Uh, I'm just drinking mead. Green River Ambrosia's Liquid Sunshine. They call it the Valley's Finest Mead. <laughs> I don't know about sounds, that. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so today, record day, the United States had their second game of uh, the Brasilia tournament. First game, they played China, and they tied 1-1. to Yes. Um... There were some reports that China was fielding essentially a U-20 team, but that's not true. They only had, I think, three U-20 players uh, on the field at any given time. Only. So... China, China, uh, from the highlights, um, I didn't get to watch that match. Uh, and from the highlights, it looks like China is doing okay for themselves. Um, and they also whipped, whomped, took it out on... Uh, Argentina today. Yeah, what they um, six, six to nothing. Yeah, like just pummeled them in the second half. You know, it's not we're not talking you know late nineties China by any means, but holy crap! Like if I'm Canada, um, I'm paying attention. Oh yeah, it was combo of like China looking better than they have recently, and the United States looking. We have to find words to describe what the United States do looks we, like right Do we? Do we? Or do we, like, can we just go, eh, and make a wiggly, non-committal hand gesture to describe them? Because that's how I feel. I mean, we can make noises. Um, I feel like today's was a bunch of just loud noises. <laughs> today's, I felt like following on Twitter, it was like when someone is singing the anthem and they're really belting it out and then they forget the words. Yes. And then it's just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. It was it was a literal crapping of the bed. Everything was going fine, and then suddenly it wasn't. And I say fine, not great, not good, mm-hmm. fine. Everything was okay. I didn't actually get to watch the game live, and you did. So what mm-hmm. is your... First, what is your initial gut reaction? And second, what is your... It's been a couple hours... I've had some time to think reaction. <laughs> I finished my bottle of wine reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today's match uh, was a loss, uh, three to two to Brazil, um, or three to two to Marta. Marta scored all three goals uh, for Brazil, and two of them were gorgeous. Um, one of them was just like, I can't, I, no words. Um so during the match, I in, I loved the first half. The first half was so much fun to watch. Like really frustrating because it wasn't pretty, but it was just end-to-end action. Like it was high energy. Like at no point would you have watched that match and been like, oh, soccer is so boring. Um, except for Hope Solo got a yellow card in like the 40th minute for what? delay of game. <laughs> Did she hold and- the ball for longer than six seconds? No, she was taking a, a goal kick. What? And the, the, yeah, she was taking a goal kick and just, like, did her little stutter step thing, like, once or twice. It took the ref longer to run over from, like, midfield to give her the yellow card 
than it did for her to have just played the ball in. Well, another ref to go on Hope Solo's shit list. Um, you've watched the goals. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, all, I have. All, all, all of them, right? All yep. of them. So it starts off like with a bang. Carly Lloyd gets gets a goal off of a corner kick that could have maybe been offsides because uh, Sauerbrunn was right there. But it was, I mean, it was good. And then Megan Rapinoe is a screamer of a shot cross thing that was gorgeous. And you're just like, oh my God, this is, this is going to be so much fun. And then Marta has a breakaway and she's super duper fast still even though she's 105 years old and yeah so fun game fun 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 game and then it wasn't fun anymore what minute was it that marna scored the equalizer like 56 50 yeah oh she just took that ball and was like i i saw it and was like what there's no one around her she was just free to have herself a little lark just hang out chill in empty space it was it was ridiculous you watch it and you see like five red shirts converge on this yellow shirt and the yellow shirt somehow makes it out and is able to score on hope solo and Um, not like not like a weak back line either like no becky christy ali and cling the the last goal like from a distance you see her receive the ball and these five red jerseys start to try to converge on her but, like, the two two are running at her from behind, and there are three in front of her, and she just finds this little seam and zips the ball in near post, and it's like, well, I guess that happened. It's it's just one of these things where it's like, China scores a goal against us, and it was a really good goal, but you can be like, okay, you know, there was, there was some formation error and some placement error and, like, all this. You can criticize it. When Marta scores three goals against you, like I, I don't know whether or not I like just witnessed something awesome or if I'm like Well, here's sad. my here's what I feel like it was. Yes, Marta was awesome and she can do awesome things and at the same time the defense gave her a lot of room to be awesome. Absolutely. Those were things that I think only a few players can do, Marta included, obviously, she just did it. But at the same time, we were entirely capable of preventing her from doing it and we didn't. So she did it. She did the thing. You you know who's gonna make us uh, pay for giving them that amount of space? In Christine Sinclair. Well, no? we might not be playing her. Who are we oh. playing that's gonna kill us? Germany, Lotta. Japan. Oh, Lotta. I'm like, there's so many options, dude. I'm going off of like who's in our group. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Like who who You're do we know off, we're gonna be playing? Off reality. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let me go get my uh. <laughs> Let me go get my um, World Cup draw big board because I need it as reference. I'm super tired, dude. <laughs> Who is it going to be? And then you just start naming all of the players. Just start naming any team that could fuck us up. <laughs> Which at this point is just about every team. God, I am so... I, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I am actually legit nervous about Nigeria. I am too. They're not a pushover by any means. They're... Well, that and we never play African nations. Based on what we've seen in this tournament, then should we fire? J- sh- should Jill Ellis should be? We... <laughs> should we, as fans, get together <laughs> and sign? Can we a... bring Tom back and cha- sign a Change.org petition? <laughs> because once you know that gets, to... <laughs> or well, let's sign a White House petition 
Because once those are over a hundred thousand, <laughs> President Obama has to respond. Because you know I'm a huge fan of petitions. Yeah. And, you know, President Obama seems to like and care about women's soccer, peripherally, at least in a World Cup or Olympic year. So maybe I was going to say, every four years. Yeah. Maybe he'll care enough to tell us, uh, while I appreciate the sport of women's soccer, uh, I don't believe that this is a matter for the federal government. I believe it should be handled internally. Uh, go USA. <laughs> go USA. <laughs> um... No, I don't. I don't think Jill's job is online. But then again, you know, we recorded a stupid podcast after Tom lost both games in the Algarve, being like, "Calm your tits." Yeah, everything's Calm going to be tits. fine. And two weeks later, Tom got fired. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're necessarily in any way, shape, or form uh, credible in this area. But, okay, so we're less than six months um, away, or seven months away from the World Cup. Like, it's too late to have a change of plan at yeah. this point. Like, yeah. we just gotta we just gotta hunker down and ride this thing out. We just gotta hunker down and hope that either, like, we force our way through through just sheer physicality and luck, or something gets through to Jill and she's like, you know what? It's time for a change. <laughs> time for a change, right. Um, I think the, the change part is what's fucking a lot of this up. So you remember 2010, 2011, we had to qualify through Italy. Yeah. Um, that was, there, there were dire feelings around that period as well. Mm -hmm. And they somehow figured out how to turn it around. So... You know, I'm thinking it might just be the U.S. way that we like drama. I mean, we love, and they'll, yeah, we and love they'll figure drama. it out. We're we're fucking TNT. We love drama. So, so I'm not I'm not throwing in the towel. Do I think we're gonna do well in this tournament? No, we need to beat Argentina by like seven goals <laughs> to advance, on yeah. Wednesday. So, considering our forwards have not really been scoring goals, and all of our midfielders have been, I'm not too uh hopeful so which one does abby count as forward or midfielder oh definitely forward because definitely who... forward i don't know what the fuck this lineup is that jill's been throwing out there but she, abby, abby wombach is not an attacking midfielder an attacking midfielder has to be able to run oh sid was doing way more running today oh, yeah. than abby was yeah. Was was Sid having to like track back and go back yeah. up and track back yeah. and go back up? Yeah, that's Sid what I thought. Was all over, like Sid was making the deep runs, um, so they'd play long ball, and yep. Sid would would run those down. Sid was coming back and playing like helping be the triangle for uh, Carly and and Holiday. Like Sid was all over the fucking place. She just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. This little experiment with Abby as attacking mid, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Just look at her. She is meant to be a big target forward who lurks in the box and takes advantage of balls coming and takes advantage of, yeah, and takes advantage of balls into the box. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it all out of your system, man. Just get it all out of your system. I was just sure. talking to some friends, and it's like, I I honestly don't know if 
if it's worth it to keep Abby on the roster anymore. I, I, I acknowledge that Abby still has a lot of value as a big target forward, but that's only if she's still being used as a big target forward and it has a strike partner who can kind of lure a lot of the pressure off of her like Alex Morgan did. There's, there's I, think you're ab- I think you're absolutely spot on. Alex Morgan will hopefully knock on wood, you know, toss salt over your shoulder, turn around three times and spit, will be at peak efficiency for the Women's World Cup and she and Abby will, because they're a winning combination. You can't deny that. But if if you can only use Abby Wambach in configuration with Alex Morgan, is it worth it to bring her to the World Cup for just that? Well, I guess it's kind of like if you have a if you have a weapon that's proven to work, use it. Yeah, you just need to give them enough time together to be on the same page. I mean, a lot of that was chemistry, and we've seen that Abby and Sid don't work. Abby and Press don't work. Abby and A-Rod don't work. Like, it's Abby and Morgan. For some dumb reason, that's the, the winning combination. Um, and unfortunately, those two have been broken off and on majority of the past, like, 14 months. I um I, I don't understand, like, Sid and Press being ineffective like it's just it's it baffles me i'm just like on paper like it's it's i honestly like watching this match after marta scored the second goal i was like watching this match is like watching the thorns like yeah on paper things should be so much better than they are but for some reason go like math is not working right now for some yeah it's like somebody placed a curse on them (laughs) did Did they, like, hit somebody with their car one summer and, like, I, I try to cover it up? What's going on? I don't... Somebody got in did trouble they, at some point. Did someone and... build a house on an Indian burial ground? Who the fuck knows, man? But seriously, you, you're watching this team and, and you just sit there and go, like, individually, I know you are all just so good. Mm-hmm. But even even today, so if, if a download of the game comes up, you should t- definitely watch it because... You'll see that there are moments of just like pure insanity where Carly Lloyd and Lauren Holiday can't even pass the ball to each other. I read a couple of tweets that were like, for a big stretch of time, the team could not complete three passes on the ground in a row. Three. Yeah. And and then for and then once they managed that, they couldn't make it to five passes in a row on the ground. That, yeah. In this day and age, that's not going to win you a World Cup. That's not going to fucking win you a fart in a jam jar. That's useless. It's it's not going to get you passed around to 16. No, no. It's going to get you a quick trip home is what it's going to get you. So, you know, the fundamentals were broken today. The, the, the fundamentals. And, you know, it's probably a good wake-up call for them. But, I mean, we said the exact same thing with the Algarve. Like, oh, this would be a good wake-up call. Holy fuck. It what wasn't a wake up call. What the hell did call. U.S. soccer do? Like it wasn't a wake up call. Somebody slapped their hand on the alarm and was like, "Get out, Tom." Instead of looking at what are the fundamental problems, they yeah. said, "Huh? Well, this isn't working. Uh, coach, you're gone." It's like Tom is gone now, and the problems are still there, if not even worse than before. What is the common factor? It's not the fucking coach. I'm not saying bring Tom Sermani back, although I kind of am saying bring bring Tom Sermani <laughs> back. That would be awkward, though, right? He walks in. <laughs> If, if, if I were Tom Samani, I wouldn't take the job. I would come on as a consultant. Uh, I would come on to be the guy that's, that's like gets to sit in the corner and chew gum and eat gummy bears and offer my like two cents, but yeah. I don't have to like actually be accountable for anything. Just, you know, just be like, fuck off. You can't fire me and then ask me to come back. 
was. Wow. That was by far your best Cervati. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fundamentally, something is broken. It's it's not just this game. We've been seeing it for a while. We just haven't played teams of talent. And we've just been wooed over by Golapaloozas yeah. all over the place. I think it has to be something... I mean, it's something systemic, which means it's something that has, like, infected them at a base level, a root level, and is not being recognized in practice. Because yeah, I, I think I think it's something that has to do with chemistry. I don't think it's something that just manifests itself in games. I think there's something going on, something wrong going on at a deeper fundamental level. Because it, it can't be that they look really good in practice, and then just when it comes to game time, all of a sudden things are fucking up left and right, like... What if Jill's doing what Riley did? What if she's practicing them and they're do- going through drills of one thing, but then once it comes game time, they do something completely different? Oh, yeah. I could see that. It's got to be like a coaching tactic of some kind. I, I don't know anything about coaching, but, you know, to keep sure. players fresh and on their toes, I guess. I don't know. Like, today just looked like lack of preparedness. Um, oh my god, there was a really weird thing that happened between Solo and Rampone. Rampone Sorry, followed, she, she like followed the ball back and did the whole like arms out, Solo come out and get the ball thing, and Solo didn't do that right away. She like hesitated, and the Brazilian was able to like get her leg like either around or through Rampone and do like almost a, a shot. Thing. And the two of them, like, the whole time Rampone just kept her arms up, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you never see that happen. Yeah, the two of them have been playing together for ten years now? Oh, it's gotta be longer than that. Solo was on the squad in, like, 2002, 2003. Yeah, so at, le- at least ten, but probably more like eleven or twelve. <sighs> like, there's just something wrong. Like, they need to go and do trust falls and do like ropes courses and figure out how to like align themselves they need to all get like mass hypnotized so that when someone says the word cauliflower they're all on the same page well we've got at least one more game to go in this tournament against argentina hopefully we'll score at least what do we need seven goals eight i think we need seven to to make it to, because China uh, got six, we need we need Brazil to beat China, mm-hmm. which they probably and, will. Which they probably will. But then we need uh, to beat Argentina by at least seven. Yeah, yeah. In the micro sense, this tournament is not the be all end all. It's essentially a series of friendlies to to kind of get things kicked into higher gear. This is like the first gear, and then we'll start kicking into higher gears closer we get to the Women's World Cup. But when you look at it in the overall pattern, the macro sense, this is really worrisome. It's troubling, right? You can't just take I, this... Yeah. Yeah, you can't just take this tournament on its own out of context. We need context because context tells us something is deeply broken and it's not getting fixed. It's one of those situations where it's just like, huh, if this wasn't a trend, maybe I wouldn't be worried. But this is a trend. But you and I have been going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, for like 20 podcasts now. Like since before I know. the last That's Algar. That's I'm saying. It's a trend. That's why I'm saying it's a trend. Yeah, it is a it's trend. Not, it's not a one-off. It's not, no, it's not, it's not a, not. oh, 
somebody just didn't sleep very well. Well, we'll see how this last game against Argentina goes, although it's not really saying much. There's, there's a consolation match. Yeah. There's a third place match as well. So this tournament, all the teams are playing four games. Yeah. Argentina is ranked 37. Now, rankings obviously aren't like a hard and fast thing, but once you drop below like the top 30 teams, if the United States isn't beating them, then we're more broken than we thought. Well, we know, we didn't beat anybody in CONCACAF by seven goals. Yep, yep. So, I mean, the fact that they need seven goals is a little worrying because yeah. it's like, huh, we just played CONCACAF teams and we were winning like three to nothing. You know, this is the last time before the Women's World Cup that I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say, let's wait and see what happens at Algarve. But if, if Algarve goes tits up in a ditch, then... <laughs> Then it's over, man. It's over. They, uh, they're going through a rough time. They're going through a rough period. I would not want to be in that locker room this afternoon. Three unanswered goals by Marta. Yeah. Wow. Um, Hold on. I just saw Paul Carr from ESPN tweet a stat. Marta's hat trick today is only the third versus the United States in the last 15 years. Yep. The other one was Christine Sinclair at the 2012 Olympics. And... Norway's uh, Ragnild Goldbranson in 2001. Way to go, Marta. Oh, and don't forget, um, a week ago, Marta was in a car crash that was serious enough yeah. to total her car. Apparently, she and all her passengers walked away, like, shaken but fine. But this this is Marta after she's been in a car crash. So, yeah. you know, make of that what you will. Oh, man, Marta. Whatever. 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 I, I actually, I quite like Marta. I actually quite like her. Don't do that today. Give me a day. Okay, dude, okay. Um, the other really big news item is the Women's World Cup draw. We've all been freaking out about this for a while now, but we're talking about it now on the podcast. We all found out our groups. We found out what the schedule is going to be. The United States, you know, even a year ago, I would have been like, that's not the group of death. It's a group of, uh, it'll be rough, but it's not a group of death. But now, especially after these two results, I'm like, it might be a fucking group of death. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's start at the basics. Okay. Uh, seeding. So so Brazil is ranked number six in the world. Yeah, and Sweden, Sweden is, is ranked five. number five, according to FIFA. Canada yeah. gets an automatic seed uh-huh. because they're the host country. So there are five other teams that get seeded. Should be the top five teams, according to FIFA. But because there are three European teams in the top five, FIFA in their all-knowing brilliance decided to bump sweden for brazil yeah so original five seeds should have been united states germany japan france sweden but now sweden's been bumped for number six brazil and so if sweden had been the original seed instead of brazil brazil was the seed for group e and brazil is getting south korea spain and costa rica and assuming a straight swap then group d would have been United States, Australia, Brazil, and Nigeria, which once again, that's that's no less a group of death than it was before. Uh, it doesn't really affect us much, but it affects Sweden a lot because it, instead of Sweden having to play us, Nigeria, and Australia, if Sweden had been a seed, they would have gotten South Korea, Spain, and Costa Rica, which you have uh-huh. to admit is probably a much easier group than the place they're in now. Part of seeding is, doesn't necessarily guarantee, but it helps 
push you towards advancing towards knockout rounds you seed strong teams because you want stronger teams to advance to make the knockout rounds more exciting so i think that's what fifa okay long story (laughs) short i don't think fifa did it to sweden on purpose just to screw over sweden specifically but result sweden got screwed over and it was kind of a sneaky backhanded thing to do I don't think FIFA did it on purpose uh, for the Sweden result. Um, what I find completely on purpose and calculated is how those seeded teams got placed within groups. Yes, we got to talk I about think, that. I think that that was completely calculated uh, for attendance reasons, for ticket selling reasons, and to try to set up those <clears throat> second and third rounds to have the most dynamite. Yeah. And I think putting Brazil where they did is going to have more impact than putting Sweden uh, as a, as a seed. I mean, and, and the fact that it wasn't something that was necessarily advertised. Yeah. No, well, but FIFA admitted they assigned the seeds to certain cities. They didn't randomize it in the draw. They, they assigned them straight up. They, they said that during the draw. Yeah. Like, the, the, there was absolutely no reason to do that entire first round of the draw because they already knew exactly what group yeah. each one of those teams were going to be in. Yeah, so Japan is in Vancouver, Canada is in Edmonton, USA is in Winnipeg, uh, Germany is in Ottawa, Brazil is in Montreal, and France is in Moncton. Each of these t- seeds will play two games in that city, and then they'll move to another city for the third group game. If we if we examine, you know, exactly all of the possibilities, you know, one could go down a conspiracy theory aisle and say, okay, well, here's here's the scenarios that FIFA th- thought about. But that requires FIFA to have actually cared enough about the second and third rounds uh, to to have spent that energy. I think the United States will make it out of group just because making it to round of 16 are first and second in each group plus the four best third place teams so that's a lot of teams advancing and if the united states can't manage to advance given all that then we don't fucking deserve to win oh we'll advance it's just whether or not we're gonna play germany yeah so second place in group d plays first place in group e and the group e winner is probably going to be brazil Right. So if we play second in Group D, yeah, we'll probably face Brazil in round of 16. Don't now, don't really want that to happen. No. Now, if we place first in Group D, Group D winner plays third place from Group B, E, or F. And that's depending and whichever third place team we plays is set up according to FIFA guidelines. And we'll we'll link to how to calculate all this for yourself on the podcast. But yeah, it's preferable for us to win group and then face some random third place team than have to play fucking Brazil Brazil. in round of 16. Like, oh my god. That just adds, you know, even more meaning to today's game. Honestly, uh, worst case scenario, I've been running lots and lots and lots of scenarios. I see the United States getting knocked out in round of 16, obviously. A lot of times I have the United States going to semis and getting knocked out there instead of making it to the final. The way we're playing now, it just seems so hard for the team to make it to finals based on any number of teams that we could come up against during knockout rounds. Things have just got to change. And it's hard to say exactly what needs to change besides the fundamentals and chemistry. It's a very interesting time to be a fan of the U.S. Women's National Team. 
I mean, it's too late to say we need to bring in some youth players and integrate them. Well, I mean, Ellis has said she's going to bring in the top, like, U-20s and college players and for NWSL the players, January yeah. cap. Well, we'll see how that goes. I mean, she'll bring them in. Is she ever going to give them any time? Alyssa Nair still doesn't have a cap. Although, someone did point out that recently Alyssa Nair has been listed as the sub instead of Ashlyn Harris. Yeah, so, I think that was the case with today's match. Yeah. So she, she might be moving on up. And the other part of the draw was, before the draw, they had a press conference with Jerome Valk. Oh my god, yes. Uh, Jerome Valk is Secretary General of FIFA, and Sepp sent him in his place, which, fuck you, Sepp Blatter, many, many uh-huh. times. And Valk had a press conference. Now, almost half the questions were about turf, and every time Valk was like, look, Canada bid with turf i'm not going to talk about it and i'm not going to talk to the players about it moving on unless it's unless it's face to face yeah he doesn't want to he can he can only do it face to face so like skype is not going to work for him he said he basically every single time said the executive committee has the power to authorize the use of artificial pitch because it's part of fifa's regulations and that's what we did so every single time he was like fifa can do what it wants and we did what we wanted so next question and he, he basically dismissed it. He said, if it's a question of discrimination, it's nonsense. It's completely crazy to say that. He said, I can't imagine no one would recognize what FIFA has done for development of women's football in the past 15 years. And I laughed. Yeah. He's like, we've created new competitions on you know international and club, blah, 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 blah. And we've increased prize money, da, 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 da. But the thing is, Jerome, you can't say that you've done all this and somebody else was the one holding women's soccer back. You're the ones who stuck the knife in women's soccer's back in the first place. I think Jeff Kasuf had a great tweet that was like, yeah, they increased the prize money to $15 million, but we also increased the number of nations playing from 16 to 24. So it's basically just an adjustment. It's like when you adjust wages for inflation. It was really disappointing to hear his explanation about how federations you know no federation except for canada is prioritizing women's soccer women's soccer isn't lucrative enough to stand on its own two feet fifa is subsidizing it constantly he traveled around the world to meet with sponsors to see if anybody would sponsor just women's world cup which is a horrible sell like why are you trying to get people to sponsor just women's world cup get world cup sponsors to sponsor women's world cup like make it part of the fucking contract um you want to sponsor you you want to you want to sponsor fifa you're going to sponsor everything we do the other thing that he said was that comparing men and women's soccer is nonsense which on one level i agree with but his reason was we are playing a 30th men's world cup and this is the seventh women's world cup and there's another 23 world cups that should happen before women should receive the same prize money as men and he was like, the Men's World Cup pays for everything. It pays for everything. And on the one hand, like, you could say this is a translation issue. He meant to say that, you know, women are so far behind Men's World Cups that it's going to take time for them to see equivalent prize money. But on the other hand, fuck you, Jerome Valk. I'm going to assume the worst possible of you and FIFA and say that you really think that Women's World Cups have only happened seven times because of factors that were completely unrelated to FIFA. Like, fuck you, man. Women's soccer was banned in several countries for half a century or more. That ban didn't just happen out of nowhere, like a bunch of women 
who were having a great time playing soccer all up and decided, whoops, soccer might destroy my ovaries and I can't have children. And if I can't have children, I can't fulfill my basic biological purpose on this earth. I guess I'll stop playing soccer. So I agree. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's, it's, it's interesting because FIFA's in a position where the Men's World Cup makes like $4 billion. He said four and, and a half, four and a half billion. Okay, four and a half billion. I honestly, I'm not looking at numbers. And yes, he's absolutely right. It it is this world event where everybody and their like mom pay ticket prices up the wazoo to go to sponsors, pay a lot of money to participate. Like four and a half billion dollars versus a fifteen million dollar prize pot. Yeah. There there aren't. There are 22, 21, 22 players, 23 players on each team. So a $15 million prize pot, like, and, and that's not even to say that the players are getting all of that money. Like, that's going to the Federation to then divvy up how they see fit. The I think the overall consensus was that Valk came across as a real asshole. Very patronizing. Very extremely patronizing. Extremely. He, on the question of talking to the, the players, it, it was Neil Davidson from the Canadian press. He asked, um, he said that the players were promised an open dialogue at the draw, yet Valk turned down a request to speak to the women who object to use of artificial surface via conference call. And Valk said he will not discuss by phone because it's not what he's expecting. He's expecting to sit in front of people, not to speak to a lawyer, and why should he have to speak to anyone but the players? Because the World Cup is about the players. It's like he doesn't understand the function of a lawyer, especially in a in a essentially a, a class action like this, which is to aggregate everybody's claims and present a singular voice so that you don't have 60 people going, Jerome, you fucking asshole. Although maybe that's what he needs. Maybe Valk needs to be put in a room with 60 women who all get to <laughs> yell at him until he goes into a fetal position and cries. <laughs> that good good things will come from that meeting it's it's all online we'll link to it you can go watch and judge for yourself it's it's actually worth watching just to really understand like the tone fifa has about women's soccer it to me it seemed like at the press conference he was just anytime there was a question that wasn't a a softball he just answered it like why are you asking me these stupid questions just be grateful for what we've given you yes well that was that was the big news in international soccer so far since the last podcast. Um, Gab, who are your predictions for making it to the to the finals of the World Cup or even the semifinals? Oh, good God, the semifinals. Um, I think France will get there. I think uh, Japan will show up. I'm gonna go with the United States of America. Oh, and bold choice. Very bold. I think the fourth. That's a tough one, because I don't have a a whiteboard like Canada, you do. Canada, just so I don't Canada. know. I don't Give know in. what the potential is. What's well, my potential just for say that? Canada, board. Canada. I I can't. I can't say Canada. Yeah. Like I thought. I I thought I was reaching with France a little bit there. I really don't want Germany. I don't want Sweden. It's not about what you want. It's about what you think is likely to happen. Yeah. I also I don't want Canada. So these are all synonymous there's got to be a dark horse like there's got to be a dark horse team and yeah, canada is the dark horse team what was that maybe uh switzerland no england no spain um, spain i'm 
maybe Spain? Maybe? Australia could be a dark horse team. That's that's what I was saying. I, w- I was leaning towards Australia. Yeah. So when I originally ran the numbers, I guessed group winners and runners up on, you know, some gut instinct, not really based on actual performance or anything. So my original semis, I had uh, Canada meeting Japan and USA meeting Germany. And then I had Canada and the United States getting knocked out in a Germany-Japan final. Every time I run uh, the numbers, I usually have Germany reaching at least semis. So I'm going to say Germany is pretty much a lock for semis. Another scenario I have is USA-England in the semis, and the other one being Japan-Germany meeting in the semis instead of the finals. Anytime Japan and Germany meet, though, it's just you can't say. You can't say. Oh, it's amazing fireworks. Yeah. In case that happened, I would say mm, a USA-Germany final. Wow. Yeah, maybe. It, it all depends on who's had their coffee on that day. Because and, Japan and, we, and, Germany, and we have tickets to that final. Yeah. With Japan and Germany, I feel like the margins are so thin. It all comes down to like whose shoe is tied too tight or, or who had yeah. an extra hour of sleep the night before. I, I think it's going to come down to the way the ball bounces. Yeah. The final is going to be at BC Place in Vancouver. I think you can still no, get tickets. No, no, no. You can, you can still buy uh, passports, mm-hmm. and that's the only way that you can buy tickets to the final right now. I think after the beginning of the year, you'll be able to start buying individual tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, so dark horses. Australia. España. Spain. Maybe England. And then I, either, either you Switzerland or Netherlands. just got to give up on that one. Maybe England. And then I'm gonna say Netherlands is my other dark horse. Wow, I'm see Nigeria, man. Nigeria isn't necessarily a dark horse, but nobody's giving them as much credit as they should. Be Nigeria, getting. if they're not a dark horse, at the very least, they're a spoiler, right? Yeah, they could, like they could ruin any other given team's time at this World Cup. Just ruin Nigeria it. Nigeria being in our group like gives me heartburn. They're they are not no, they're not gonna be easy to get past by any means. And if we get past them easily, I feel like on that day it's just gonna be because of luck. I hope it's because of skill. I hope by the time summer rolls around we've got our shit together. But I don't have any great hope for it. Wouldn't it be nice if like it come February and these friendlies that they're doing over in like France and England England? Yeah. Our tone shifts to, oh my god, wasn't that a gorgeous game? Okay. Wasn't their passing just so crisp? Conspiracy theory time. Maybe Jill Ellis is having the team intentionally play like crap to keep everybody's expectations low. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's working. It's really working. Congratulations, Jill. The mind games are, are go. We wow. Promise, we promise not to tell anybody. Nobody listens to this podcast anyway. It's nope. Your secret's safe with us. All, all 200 people that listen, <laughs> they, nobody's going to tell You them. really think that many? Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like 100 people that listen twice. Yeah. At least five of them are usually me because I have to always be checking to make sure the podcast uploaded correctly. So a lot of times I'll be reloading. So a lot of the plays, at least three or four <laughs> of every single podcast are me. Uh, time will tell. Hopefully the game against Argentina goes well. Hopefully Algarve goes well. Hopefully we all stop having fucking heartburn and stress dreams about this stupid team and their stupid formations and their stupid lack of passing and their stupid inability to finish. Oh my god. They have horrible chemistry. They have horrible chemistry. 
fix the chemistry, the rest will fall in place. They're like Buffy and Riley in season four. The, the chemistry is horrible. Yes, yes, Buffy and Riley are so bad. Um, I probably won't be able to podcast until after Christmas. Yeah, I may try to enlist somebody else who can podcast around that time if anything big happens. Just do it, man. Special guest. Run with it. Special guest Thrace's mom. <laughs> that might be the worst case scenario. I can't have my mom listening to this podcast, podcast man. <laughs> I can't either. That's it for this edition of Two Drunk Fans. We hope you have... <laughs> way, to, way to transition just straight into the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be until after the holiday that we record a new episode, so we hope all of you have a safe, happy, loving holiday. And, you know, if you're, if you're going home to a difficult family, I hope it goes by fast for you. That's what she said. Have a happy new year! <laughs> and a happy new year.